This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. All right, we are continuing the conversation. On the weekend was the first time we really heard the strong language, both Dr. Bonnie Henry and Adrian Dix saying, don't go on a cruise ship vacation if you are concerned about COVID-19. We've also heard this on a federal level, the concern about cruise ships, which has a lot of people questioning, well, why cruise ships? Why not airplanes? Why not all-inclusive resorts? What is it about cruise ships that is getting so much attention? Well, Claire Allen, contributor to the program, is in studio with uh, some of the answers. Yes, hopefully I'll have some answers. Um, So yeah, a lot of news about COVID-19 today, Jill. As you heard, uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry and Health Minister Adrian Dix, they just announced the first Canadian death in connection to COVID-19 here in British Columbia, uh, which was at a care home in North Vancouver. And so now a lot of attention today is also being focused on the cruise ship industry because Canada is preparing to repatriate 237 Canadians aboard the Diamond Princess, which is just expected to dock in Oakland. And uh, there have been six cases of the virus in Canada linked to a previous voyage on the Grand Princess. So people are starting to wonder... Is it safe to go on a cruise? Yeah. And according to Dr. Teresa Tam, the Canada's chief public health officer, she doesn't think so. And she's avo- uh, advising all Canadians to avoid travel on cruise ships. I've asked Canadians to think twice about going on cruise ships. Today, the Public Health Agency of Canada is recommending that Canadians avoid all cruise ship travel due to COVID-19. Cruise ships have passengers from around the world who may be arriving from areas with known or unknown spread of the novel coronavirus. The virus can spread quickly on board cruise ships due to the close contact between passengers. So also during the press conference this morning with Dr. Henry and Adrian Dix, they also spoke about that advisory from Dr. Tam, and they also spoke out against cruise ship travel. It is my belief that we should be delaying our cruise season until we are in a safer place internationally. Which that to me, I was, that struck me and good. I think it was, I can't remember who asked the question, but it's going to start. It's scheduled to start here, what, the beginning of April? Yes. And she did say the conversations are ongoing and there could be an announcement that there's not going to be a cruise season here. Right. Because saying delaying the cruise season is a little different than saying, eh, maybe just don't go. Like right. that sounds like some huge implications. Yeah. And also the U.S. State Department issued a warning urging every American against cruise ship travel as well. So it's not just us. The government in the U.S. Are, is saying the same thing. Uh, so I was wondering, how are these, you know, how are these advisories going to impact the cruise industry? And for that answer, I turned to Dr. Ross Klein. He is a sociology professor at Memorial University in Newfoundland, and he studies the cruise ship industry. The impact on the cruise industry is staggering. I think the the likelihood is that they're either going to have to cut back operations or cease operations for for a period of time, in part because of the government warnings, but also I think in part because people are going to be too afraid to take a cruise, not so much for fear of getting ill, but of course if there's an illness of having their their seven-day vacation turn into a 21- or 28-day ordeal. So I think uh, very likely it's going to have a, uh, a very staggering effect on where the industry is going in the future. The other thing which uh, probably people don't think about is going to be the impact on tourist destinations places like the islands in the Caribbean that rely on cruise ships to come in and and, and leave some economic impact. I think they're going to be particularly hurt 
uh, in the short term. Uh, maybe in the longer term, they'll make up for it by land-based vacationers. But uh, I think the vacation destinations are going to go through some very difficult times in the near term. The people in uh, in, in Victoria were com- commenting that the Grand Princess, the ship in uh, Oakland, is going to be coming there in early April if it's sailing. But of course, the other side of it is, is will it will even be sailing then? And if it isn't sailing, it's not just Victoria, but how many other ports are going to be negatively impacted by the not having those you know twenty six hundred passengers stopping in for a visit? So that's pretty interesting, and I hadn't really thought about that angle about some of the you know cities that will be impacted by this, or like he said, Caribbean islands. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I thought about Canada Place right down the street from us, Jill. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a, that'll be a major impact that we might that we will likely feel feel here in the city. So the cruise ship uh, industry has responded um, on Saturday. The Cruise Lines International Association said it's already taken proactive measures to. Pro- protect against the spread of the new coronavirus, including stringent pre-boarding screening procedures. Um, that was the, over the weekend, so we haven't had a big, we haven't had a reaction from them yet. But I asked Dr. Klein if the cruise ship industry has ever seen something like this before. Not to this degree. There were, back in the early 2000s, some successive outbreaks of norovirus, where several ships were affected on multiple cruises. There was never a general advisory such as we're seeing now, but there were cautions because of the nature of the problem at that time. Now, again, it never reached this scale, uh, and it never had that level of threat in terms of of, of people's overall health. This is definitely uh, unique and different. So, Jill, you and I were talking about this morning sort of the risks associated with cruise ship travel, and we were wondering if the risks are the same at an all-inclusive resort. Because in my mind, I thought a cruise ship was just a floating all-inclusive resort. Right. And so I thought, wouldn't the risk for a spread of disease be similar at an all-inclusive? Will that be the next thing that they'll be warning us about? Um, And so when I, I asked Dr. Klein about this, and he said there was one crucial difference. I think the critical difference is that when you're on an, at an all-inclusive resort, well, number one, all, it may actually be all-inclusive. Cruise ships really aren't all-inclusive. But I think the more critical difference is that you're at a property where the people who are serving you actually have their homes. They, they come to work in the, in, in the day and they go home, go home to their families. When they get sick, they stay home, right? When you're on a cruise ship, you're living, you're visiting where these people also live, and they may live there for eight to ten months. So, uh, yes, it's functionally the same in terms of a hospitality product, but the people on whom you rely to provide that product are quite different on a cruise ship uh, because they're, you're, you're coming into where they live, they're working you know, 12 hours a day or more, and they never go home to their families. So when they're not feeling well, it's not as likely that they're going to stay home from work. So I hadn't really thought about that. No, although talking to people that work on cruise ships, the minute you start getting sick on a cruise ship, mm-hmm. you, you the protocol is you're supposed to tell your supervisor or whoever, and you get put in quarantine right. in your room, which isn't great either because as a worker on a cruise ship, your room's probably not one of the nicer rooms. It's one of the small windowless rooms. Love but I, I have known people who have done that and said, yeah, it sucks. You get sick and you have to quarantine. But the other side of that is if you don't, you could infect the entire ship. Right, exactly. And a lot of those uh, people that work on cruise ships, they might have a roommate or something like that. So mm-hmm. it may not be as possible to just quarantine alone. Uh, so yeah, I hadn't really thought about that, that 
that's why we see the outbreaks on cruise ships a little bit more often. Um, so, you know, the cruise ship industry is a billion dollar industry. And um, obviously, these warnings will have a major impact on their bottom line. So I asked Dr. Klein about how the industry will attempt to recover after this. Well, I think they will rebound. It's a resilient business. The question is going to be when and how quickly. Certainly, they'll do a very major public relations campaign to reinforce that they're safe and to, to try to attract people back. I think we'll also see very deep discounts um, so that, uh, you know, just to get people to come back on and be reinforced that, yes, it's safe to be on a cruise. But my sense is we're not going to see that until we're at a point where there's somewhat sense of security or sense of confidence that the cruise is going to go without major problems. We will pay you to come, come on, on this board. cruise <laughs> and get this industry started again. And Dr. Klein actually said that, you know, the cruise ships, they will offer those deep discounts, but they expect to make a lot of money back, make that money back when you're on board and spending money on services right. on board. So that's how that's how that industry can, that works. Um, but, you know, that's really interesting. I don't know if people will feel that confidence to go on a cruise ship again. I mean, this is a very scary outbreak for a lot of people, especially, you know, the demographic that goes on, that attend, go on cruises are a little bit older and they might be, have compromised health. Mm -hmm. So it may not, you know, it might take a long time for those people to feel comfortable about going back on or young families to go back on a cruise ship. I'm very curious to see how the industry responds to these uh, advisories from the government in the U.S. and the government here in Canada. Absolutely. Although I do tend, when we hear from passengers and people that really enjoy cruising, and there are a lot, and I mm -hmm. get that, why it's a, an easy way to travel and a way to see places. Uh, if anyone knows how to clean ships, it's the cruise ship industry, because as he mentioned, they've dealt with norovirus. They yeah. know how to hose down these ships. And that doesn't deter people, it seems, from going. So I think, I think he's right. I think it will bounce back, but certainly this is a tough time. Yeah, definitely. And it'll be really interesting to see you know, what happens down at Canada Place, the differences that mm -hmm. maybe this cruise season, we're going to see a huge difference in, regard, in the amount of people and the boats that dock here at Canada Place. All right. Well, thank you for that. Thanks, Jill. That is Claire Allen, CKNW contributor.